Thank you for tuning in to Itu Banta Tambien, a nerdy pop culture podcast from a Latinx and Hispanic point of view. Gather your snacks and a cold blue milk because it's our May the 4th episode. Let's start the show. Welcome back. Um, you know who I am. I'm Kayla. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and I'm pretty sure they know that I'm Katrina. If not, hi. That's our, Those are our names. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we just want to thank you for tuning into our May the 4th episode of Eat the Banta Tambien. Um, yay! Insert applause. Um, <laughs> it's our holiday. It is our Star Wars holiday. And it's just a day that fills me with so much joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. It's so interesting how like this like fan created ho- created holiday kind of feels like it's like the first Christmas for Star Wars fans every year, you know. Mm-hmm. And then later now now we're practicing Life Day a little more strongly. So uh, Life Day comes in November, and then we have like actual Star Wars Christmas. So yeah, this is like I'm so excited for the year's first Star Wars holiday. I love our Star Wars holidays. They're great. Um, Me too. May the 4th is just always very special because it's, we, there may not be a movie coming out every time. Um, I mean, Solo mm-hmm. came out around this time uh, two years ago, but mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's all going to be a little different because um, we're not able to do anything in person because, you know, we're all in the midst of the COVID-19 stuff and, Trying to stay at home, even though, you know, states are opening back up, unfortunately. Like, mine. I am staying home. <laughs> I, I, you know, speaking of Star Wars, I've been playing Star Wars The Old Republic a lot. And <laughs> maybe as much as everyone's been playing Animal Crossing, and it's been helping. So my uh, badonkadonk is planted at home, <laughs> and it's going to stay there. Uh, well, luckily <laughs> for me, I am staying home. My, my company is not opening up anytime soon, so... Um, mm-hmm. And I also have a pass because I have a moderate to severe asthma, as they put it. Uh, so I don't have to leave, um, especially during this time of year. <laughs> You're just very, like, it's pollen everywhere. I got an email today that basically said, don't go outside. I'm like, fair. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's fun. But like I said, like, it's just uh, getting ready for tomorrow is always great because it's like deciding what do I do? Do I start a new hope tonight? Like do which order do mm-hmm. I watching the movies? Um, honestly, right now I'm deep binging Clone Wars um, this season because I'm I'm terrible and I'd rather oh. watch them all at one time. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna you know spoiler. I got to Ahsoka in. And, and Trace, so I'm about to go try to dive into some fanfic, because, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I, honestly. I mean, a uh, fun fact about that, and I'm sure a lot of people have talked about that, but uh, Trace and Rafa actually replaced a character who was supposed to be Ahsoka's love interest. So I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the role is filled by Trace. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. You know, they're just, they're happy little kids and they're in love. Yeah. So, I mean, while we're already talking about Clone Wars, Katrina, you want to get us started on our next segment? Yes. Uh, welcome to Un Poco Chisme. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, it's so Telemundo. I, I, I love it. It's so good. No, it's just like, it put, 
the spirit of Telemundo just like possessed me while I was saying that and just like came out of my chest. And so uh, that was that was fun. Um, yeah, we have we have quite a bit to talk about today. Um, uh, I guess right before we go into like this first topic, we'll cover a little bit of Clone Wars uh, tonight. As of this recording, it's probably it's going to be out by the time you guys listen to this. But tonight is the finale. I am not saying anything about what I've seen since Kayla and some of you may not have uh, caught up so far um, up until the last episode. But honestly, like the season of Clone Wars has been an absolute delight. And like I my my complaints are so small and character related that like, <laughs> like I can't complain about the actual there's no way I can complain about having more Clone Wars, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 deeply <laughs> five episodes in and um (laughs) i even within the first four episodes you get found family and it's like they are so committed to that trope and i Mm -hmm. love it's such a star wars trope and it's such a good one and i love that you know dave as the supervising director was like yeah just remember found family and um my heart Mm -hmm. was warmed i'm not gonna give anything away um because i have you know six episodes left to go Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's fine that's completely fine um but yeah i i've just the show is such a joy and i was like i need to watch them all successively um so i was like i can't watch them week to week because then i'll just be um pissed off that I can't all watch them all together. <laughs> so I was like, I yeah. have nothing else to do. I'm at home, so why not? And um, I'm really excited and I'm hopefully done by this evening so I can just be completely done and then tomorrow can talk about it and, and, and gush about it. And I this has been, a, Clone Wars had such a special place in my heart because of when it arrived mm-hmm. for me. Um and I just, you know, I have this such, if you listen to this podcast, you know, I have so many issues with Anakin Skywalker, um, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's even more apparent right now. So I've been, you know, just walking around upstairs, cussing in Spanish about the things that he does and says, and I'm like, where was this self-awareness? Like <laughs> in the movies, where was the self-awareness? And, and for me, also, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm not a Revenge of the Sith fan. And I am actually, th- this, I will say, what I've seen so far is definitely what I would have wanted from that arc that we got mm. in that movie. Um, I, love, I love a fleshed out story. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. How are you feeling, Katrina, before going into this? <laughs> All I can say is keep watching. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, where we're at in this final episode is I feel at a point where like it's documented in the timeline, but star Wars fans haven't been to this particular point. And I'm very interested in seeing how clone wars wraps up now that what has happened happened Mm -hmm. uh, in the last episode. And yeah, I'm just, I'm interested and you know, I, I know it's going to be painful. I've seen the last of, uh, of Obi-Wan's pain for this season. Uh, it just hurt me so much to see him on screen. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, it's been such a, a beautiful show. The, the animation has been absolutely gorgeous. And I think what I'm looking forward to the most outside of this finale 
is the media that's going to follow uh, this summer. Um, on the 20th, there's a brand new comic series by uh, Michael Moresi. Moretti, I'm not sure. I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> we're, we're Twitter mutuals. Please don't or, don't get on me for this. I'm sorry. Um, and he's starting out a brand new Clone Wars series from the perspective of the clones. And then in the summertime, uh, we have the Clone Wars anthology, which our friend Preeti is writing for, uh, which Zoraida Cordova is writing an all-new Asajj Ventress story for. Um, and so I'm, even though it's ending, I'm excited that, like, past this end, I still have new Clone Wars material to look at, you know? Mm-hmm. And look forward to. So I don't have to say goodbye. <laughs> hey, nobody wants to say goodbye to this characters. This is why we got the show back. So I know. <laughs> it has been such, and it's been such a wild ride. I was there at Comic-Con like when that first announcement came through and just like the feeling in the room was so overwhelming and I feel like that that feeling that I had in my chest is what's going to be going on in this next episode. So yeah, I, I'm just like a huge congratulations to everyone who has worked so hard on this season. Um, and yeah. I'm, wow. Yeah. Goosebumps. goosebumps. I've been blown away. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness. Well, that leads us to like our next thing. Uh, a part of our Un Poco Chisi is shows. Hey, hey, hey. Shows. Yes. Um, we're not going to linger on this too long. Um, it, it, I'm, I, we're not. We're just not going to linger on it. Linger on it long. We're just. We're, I, I think I've said my piece, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> oh, so our beloved Cassian Andor. If you don't remember who Cassian is, he's a beautiful man. Mm-hmm. Um, who is the rebel mm-hmm. we all love and have come to know, and um, <laughs> Katrina, take it away because I don't know if I can do it. I. I just, uh, okay, so they had a slew of new Cassian Andor uh, casting announcements, and all of them seem to have one thing in common. <laughs> uh, and it's that every single one of uh, the cast members of the show, except for Diego Luna himself, seems to be uh, of the white person personality. And it just... I mean, it irks me that, like, I know that the char- there are characters that are coming back that I'm very excited about, and and even, like, white characters that I'm, like, really hopeful for. Um, like, like uh, General Merrick, I would really like to see him in this series. I know Mon Mothma's back in this series, but, like, I feel like this show and this new slew of shows, if they're meant to be representative of a broader Star Wars universe, there shouldn't be Diego Luna as the lone representative person of color. Um, uh, given that he is already like a, a light skinned Latinx person. Um, and it just feels irksome that every new announcement, uh, is the same. Okay. Yes. So, um, <laughs> you don't get any wider than Stellan Skarsgård. You really, you really don't. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I mm-hmm. love him. I love that entire family. However, um, what I was really hoping for, and I think we said it on a past episode, we were really wanting this episode. We were really wanting this show to be very, very Latinx and um, Latinx mm-hmm. is of all hues. Afro Latinx is just like, it just should have been that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, for that to be the first real kind of like big casting announcement was kind of, 
it wasn't kind of, it was very disappointing. And I am not sure how I'm still feeling. It's made me more apprehensive about the show in general. And I'm Mm -hmm. um, definitely, I'm going to listen and wait and I'm going to support it because it's, it's Diego and he's such a fantastic um, addition Mm -hmm. to the Star Wars uh, universe. However, um, yeah, I was very much so disappointed um, that this is the direction that they chose to go in. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that because that's about as PG as I can get about this damn uh, <laughs> casting announcement. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to get real rated R real fast. Yeah, there's. I feel like there's a short message we can just put out there and it's just like, do better. You know, like it's, it's the uh, year of our Lord 2020. Um, we have been calling for representation for as long as voices exist in popular media and like to see this happen even after all of these waves of movements from fans and uh, from documentary series and like all of these things that like people have done to say like, Hey, Star Wars is in a big galaxy. There should probably be more than just one type of person here. Uh, It is discouraging to see, time and time again that star wars just misses the mark on casting and on hiring um so yeah hopefully it gets better like there are some really nice things coming in the future but like you know i it, right now it's still i feel like i've just i'm finally coming out of that hole of being tired um and i'm really excited for may 4th and like stuff like this is just like i ah, he really like from a pr standpoint you really should have just held on to that casting announcement like, <laughs> should have just held it back and just waited until more people showed up that were not Stellan Skarsgård. So, yeah. Uh, oh, goodness. I, okay. You know, we need some happy. We need some happy. Let's, let's yeah. get to some happy. Yeah. Um, let's move forward. Yes. Yeah, so there is something that is out for those of you who are stuck at home. If you have not gotten Woo-hoo! a chance to read it, um, I... I cannot speak the praises of this book more. Um, mm-hmm. E.K. Johnston's Queen Shadow is a free ebook. Like, I don't think you can understand how big that is. Like, it's a free mm-hmm. Star Wars ebook. Mm-hmm. Like, Katrina, do they understand, like, how big of a deal that is that that's a free thing for people to digest? It's- to me, it's massive. Um, so this is like going like not not to spend too much time on this, but like uh, the Queen Shadow, uh, the series itself, like the two books, um, go into Sabe's character very deeply, um, and she ultimately becomes like one of the first canon bisexuals um, in Star Wars because it's revealed that like she had she was in love with Padme, um, and then. And beyond beyond that, uh, this is just, like, a really good look at, like, Naboo culture and, like, what Padme had to go through during her young years as a queen and a senator. Yeah. I, I enjoy both of them so very much. And um, I'm always down for more Padme um, content and, and understanding the ends of outs of what all of that meant to someone who was so very young. So mm-hmm. young. Um and and have such a heavy burden so um we'll put it in the in the show notes and we'll link to it on our actual twitter page but you if you are in need of some uh 
really good content and some really good, like, just reading. Um, I cannot sing the praises of it more. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll link to the free ebook and I, and I really hope that you guys enjoy it. Um, so that you guys can gush about it with us later on. Um, but speaking mm-hmm. of the, the fun things, um, I got Yay. I got my child and I like he's right next to me <gasps> right now. Um You got him too. He's, he's a precious <laughs> bean. Mine. He he's I a, love him. He's a precious bean. Um we have two in our home, uh one for my husband and one for me. And of course my husband decided to place it in our giant baby Yoda's arms. Um our <laughs> not giant baby Yoda, but our giant Yoda, our regular Yoda. Um it's it, it's cradling the child um <laughs> i will post the that picture so on the twitter page and i don't encourage him being ridiculous i have i have him <laughs> he's right next to my ig11 uh because protect mm. protect the baby um but also naturally yeah so now on top of that they also announced the other ones that are coming and yo i also mm-hmm. I, I pre-ordered you know moff gideon because why not why not? Oh my gosh! Absolutely, yeah. He's holding the yeah. dark saber. I know. Oh my gosh! Like, not to pull too hard from this topic, but like, uh, he was talking. He had an interview re- recently, um, Giancarlo Esposito, where he revealed that he's going to be using that thing a whole lot more in the second season. Uh, so I'm very excited. But yeah, I did. I got my uh, the child plushie a, a couple days ago, and I absolutely love him. And I can't wait to get out of quarantine so I can take him places. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take him straight to Batu in two years when I feel safe going there. Um, <laughs> it'll be a while. We'll be on Mandalorian season four. He'll be like a teenager. It'll be seventy years in the future. It'll be fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah, then yeah. Lauren will be like a well status and you know it'll be great <laughs> um yeah I think that's like when I got it I was like oh he's, he's precious and then of course like it's like the algorithm of the world my next email was like box lunch like look at our new Mandalorian toys you can pre-sale and order <laughs> and it was the child with the frog in his mouth and I was like oh I don't need this but I'm getting it it's so cute i'm like dying this is how they get me man i i just love it i love this thing and like i'm not ashamed to admit it so (laughs) oh it's it's so beautiful so beautiful Mm -hmm. and then of course i'm I'm excited yeah i'm excited to celebrate may the 4th with him so oh it's gonna be so exciting like i'm down here um, because we'll talk about it in just a little bit, but I'm like, actually, it's like my tasks tonight is to get my entire area ready for, um, mm-hmm. and with all my Star Wars stuff. And, uh, Katrina, do you want to tell them why? Because we're going to be on the Scum and Villainy Cantina live stream talking about Star Wars for an hour on, uh, May the 4th, AKA today at 2 p.m. Um, Pacific. So make sure you tune in. If you're listening to this now and you want to hear us talk with some of the coolest ladies like ever in Star Wars podcasting, like, I don't know how I've assembled the team that I've managed to assemble, but like you don't want to miss this. Um, and then, of course, that stream will be going on for 24 hours. So as you listen to this, it's probably going on right now. Um, so tell JC that the girls of Itavanta sent you if you're listening. 
we're we're really excited um we yeah got, the the group of friends that we we have coming or that are going to be on this live stream with us they make my heart just um sore and they're they're so incredibly intelligent and so mm-hmm. deeply entrenched in star wars and that's just an amazing thing you know that w- women have been able to carve out their section um mm-hmm. in the star wars fandom and in the star wars universe and uh i think that tomorrow is just going to be a testament to that i'm super excited i don't know which shirt i'm gonna wear um me too <laughs> i can't wait and we have we have plenty of uh friends who are also on this stream uh later on in the day uh yolanda machado and clarky clarky kent who are um some of my favorite people on twitter are going to be on the stream um some of your favorite star wars voice actors so like come hang out and then you know maybe we'll pop on you know, our own streams later on in the day. I have a feeling I'm just going to call you on Instagram, a la John Boyega, and just start talking to you about Star Wars. Look, <laughs> we might as well. It only makes sense. Um, and I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is what I want to do tomorrow night. I think I need to do a live tweet of Rogue One. <gasps> of Rogue One. I, ooh, ooh, I'm into that. I want to... I feel it's only appropriate because it's May. Um, it is uh, Asian American and Pacific Islander Month, a uh, Heritage Ooh. Month, and I feel like we're a Latinx podcast. There's some lat there, there's Latinx representation in Rogue One, and then you've got AAPI of representation in Rogue One, and I think that that mm-hmm. kind of uh, I think it's just, I think it's just smart. I was sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, it only makes sense that on May the fourth, yeah. During API Heritage Month, and also, you know, for some Latinx flair, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you know, and, and then also, you know, on on Saturday, I'm gonna hate tweet, um, hate watch, uh, you know, the Rise of Skywalker. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I just, you can watch that alone. See, I, watch <laughs> I just, I told. <laughs> I told my husband earlier, I was like, I literally only want to watch it just to see um, Oscar say, somehow, (laughs) Emperor Palpatine has returned. Like, that's all I need to see (laughs) is his exasperation that he had to say that damn line and be like, but why? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what? You have fun with that. I support you. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to be doing things I like to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I was like, I don't hate watch many things, but I'll hate watch this. Um, but it's, it's like how I feel about Revenge of the Sith. I hate watch it every time I watch it. Um, and that's how I'm going to treat uh, TROS. So, uh, yeah. 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 You, you know, more power to you. Godspeed. Um, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just follow our our twitter uh everybody um for updates on what we're doing today um and yeah we'll be we'll be around and we'll be posting links so that you don't miss out on anything i think at some point i'm just gonna just like hop on to the old republic and stream and just talk a bunch of crap Ooh. <laughs> so, you know Ooh. yeah i might have to but- hop on battlefront though tomorrow because you know they have Ooh. some kind of may the fourth event coming so i might yeah might have to do that might have to i don't know you know maybe maybe it's time to go back to battlefront i don't know i don't know they're ending and they haven't added my favorite characters so i'm a little bitter about it but 
you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> just I mean, neither here nor there. Just right here inside of my mind. I'm just going to be mad and take it to my grave. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, All right. Well, I think it's about time to take a break. Uh, I'll take my anger somewhere else. And we'll be right back after that to discuss more May the 4th uh, goodness. Um, we're back for our Woo! May the 4th episode. <laughs> um, yes. So this is our main section of our podcast. Um, basically us gushing about what really brought the two of us together, which was Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. which is like, it holds a dear place in my heart. I, I got to, oh. I got to go to Batu with Katrina. We, that was so nice. we crashed so the special. Millennium Falcon. Um, <laughs> it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's brought me so much joy. Um, you know, like I, there's nothing I can really complain about when I think about Star Wars overall, like for, for anything that anyone feels a little crossed about in the fandom, um, the show itself, or not the show, the saga itself, and the fact that it's brought so many wonderful people into my life, um, it just makes me, it makes me so whole and happy. It's, it's obviously very, like, a part of, it's become very a part of my identity, um, mm-hmm. and the way that I've been able to pass it on to my son, the way that me and my husband, um, connect through it. So I, I have a deep, deep love, um, no matter how anything that happens, what movies come out, what TV shows don't get something right, whatever books mm-hmm. make me angry, um, throughout any of the vitriol that, that does happen. Um, or uh, things that are said, I live in this, this world and it has made everything, um, just kind of better. So I think what we'll do is we'll talk a little bit about like our introduction to star Wars and, uh, where we found our place within the fandom or have not found our place within the fandom. Um, and what mm-hmm. Star Wars really means to us. We just touched on it a little bit. But, um, Katrina, what was your introduction to Star Wars? Uh, I was a very small baby when I started getting into Star Wars. But I remember, okay, not a baby because I was actually a child. But uh, it's it, it had, like, a slight presence in my life from the beginning because my dad was, like, a huge Star Wars fan. But it didn't really, like, come into my life until I was at a Star Trek convention. Um, and I was, like four or five or something or another. And I saw some, like a pack of cards with like Han Solo and Chewbacca on them. And I asked my dad what Star Trek characters they were. And uh, then he introduced me to Star Wars and we watched a new hope. And um, yeah, like my, my childhood just like from then on, it was just like Star Wars was in my life. You know, like we would go to like fan conventions. Um, We were big gamers, and so when the first Star Wars games started really coming out for Nintendo 64, like, that was our era. (laughs) So I lived through that and, like, Knights of the Old Republic, and um, I I think that was, like, that that multimedia kind of, like, multi-level storytelling has always been, like, very special to me in my life. And 
yeah, so I think that that was like my beginning for Star Wars. I found like a pack of cards and I was like, who's that? Tell me who that is. <laughs> and then my dad was like, here's your uh, entry drug into Star Wars <laughs> and never been the same. <laughs> wow. Yeah, mine, <laughs> yeah, mine is a little like that. Um, my, I was uh, very young. I want to say it was like four or five. And this was back mm. in a time. Children, if you're uh, under the age of 21 listening to this uh, podcast, there was a thing called a VCR. And uh, what you <laughs> did was take these big things, big look like tapes, like just, and you stuck mm. them in and it played a movie. Um, mm -hmm. so I stumbled upon, uh, his Star Wars VHSs and I, and I just kind of looked at him. I was like, what the hell is this? You know, like what, can we watch this? Can I watch this? I was very, I, I've loved movies since, um, pretty much birth. I've loved TV since birth. I can't, I feel like I tell my mom this all the time. I'm like, it's your own fault. You named me after a TV character. First of all, you named all three of your daughters after TV characters. So there was nothing you were going to be able to do to keep me from, <laughs> from consuming it. Um, but yeah, I, I found the VHSs and I asked my dad and me and my dad sat down and watched um, all, you know, the original trilogy. And uh, from there, I was just kind of like, oh, I'm Princess <laughs> Leia. And I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, but I'm Princess Leia. And um, I was just like, this is this is exactly what spiraled my entire um, high fantasy uh, obsession was was this and, and a space in space where all these things should not make sense, but they make sense within this world. And from there, it just kind of grew. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, with access to things that really didn't happen until I got older and was mm -hmm. able to actually go out and do those things. Of course, I went to go see the prequels. My dad took me to those. I remember being very angry with him. Like, he will always tell a story <laughs> of me being extremely angry and not speaking to him for a week after seeing Revenge of the Sith. I did not speak to my dad. <laughs> um, I was pissed. And he's like, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. My mom was like, well, uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, she's, she's not happy. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I like... But also all of it has got like for every time Star Wars has introduced a new media or, or form of content for the fandom, I've consumed it. And it, it just mm -hmm. um, no matter if I hate it or not, I sat through the rise of Skywalker twice because we had to take my child the second time. So, uh. yeah. So, I mean, I <laughs> and, and it, it, like I said, I'll hate watch it, you know, on Saturday. Um, but I, um, for everything that like has happened, I, I feel like it's all been just kind of there from the beginning. It just happened to be because I found those VHSs as a kid and we watched them. And, um, then of course it was my dad showing me the, um, the actual like the specials and and finding those because I was very much so into puppetry as a kid that was mm -hmm. <laughs> I've never said this out loud but as a kid that's what I wanted to do <laughs> um I wanted mm -hmm. to work with Jim Henson I wanted to learn everything about all of what he does from the Muppets from the from Sesame Street to all of the other properties that he's worked on and that's what I wanted to do and I was like this is brilliant 
And so I consumed more and more. And then, you know, of course, he's just had such a big hand in what this world has come to be. And uh, I, I don't feel like we talk about it enough, um, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, that's what my introduction was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm very proud to be a prequel era kid. Like, we have very different opinions of Revenge of the Sith, but, like, I, first off, I respect your opinions because they're valid gripes. And, um, <laughs> but it was also, like, it was a, a weird, I think it was weird to be, like, a prequel era kid because, like, everybody who was older than you, who was, like, cooler than you, like, hated the movies and stuff. And I, I didn't hate them all. Like, I had my problems coming out of, like, each of them but as a as a solid story like and the fact that like I fell in love with the characters so much um I think it just like it was always a little weird, different to me like you know like I never I never got the Jar Jar hate and stuff so <laughs> it still got, doesn't I mean, make like, sense it still I was doesn't like 12 make years sense. old I was like aha he's a silly man like and then as I got older they kept him out of the movies a little bit more like I aged with that like era I think um and so I guess that's why it didn't bother me like half as much as it bothered a lot of people Mm. um because it was for me you know so yeah um and I guess like being able to see the rise of like Star Wars conventions was really interesting too because like this first celebration was like what when like 2005 <laughs> I, I want to so. say like the early 2000s era that's when celebration really started and I had just been clued into like the anime convention scene at that time and like I had been to like one Star Trek or a well, couple Star Trek and Star Wars fan events but like nothing like that um and even back then it was like it was like wow this is the monumental Star Wars event and it was being held in a tent over like a mud covered like field um and yeah so it was it was wild, like, being in, in the age of the internet as a prequel fan, just, like, seeing that happen. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I said, and it's funny being, like you said, a prequel kid. It kid. It's, like, all of the, the kids that, do gr- that did grow up with the prequels, the way we rank them is always hilarious to me because it's so funny <laughs> when I tell people how much I love Attack of the Clones. And they're like, what the hell? And I'm like, listen, that's my business. Um <laughs> Like, it, like for me, it was like, oh, this makes sense. It captured all of the corny romance crap that I hate and, like, don't mind consuming. Um, but also just beautifully, it, like, it was such a campy, like, mess. And I think that that's mm-hmm. what, where, you know, and it was kind of like I found through that finding, like, my place within the fandom was, like, the the films and it was like uh dissecting which works which is the best um why they work who should have their own standalone story and the you know and even within the uh literary fandom for star wars it's it's that's where i've kind of solidified myself and actually um being able to kind of voice my opinion and say these things um Mm -hmm. I think that that's, that's big. That's huge. I think um, there are still a lot of sections within the fandom where I don't fit in. Mm-hmm. And I found that. Um, and uh, I think that 
I'm still, tr- I'm, I'm 30 and I'm still looking um, and still expanding my place. I think that's the biggest thing is I'm still expanding my place because I had to yeah. go in and make a place for myself within the fandom because at first there was not a spot for, for women and there wasn't a, a, a spot for a black woman. There was not a spot for an Afro-Latina woman. So for me, I had mm-hmm. to go in and actually make that space. And that came from, um, you know, just kind of, even within the podcasting space, it became, it came from Katrina saying, Hey, I want an actual laugh Afro Latina as my, my co-host. And I'm like, well, <laughs> damn, that's me. So like, <laughs> that makes sense. And, and for me, it's like, Oh, I found a space where I can talk about the things I love and me being uh, Afro Latinx is actually second. I'm star Wars first. And mm-hmm. my identity as an Afro Latina woman is second. So I'm still expanding my place um in the star wars fandom and there are times where i'm forgotten and i'm left out of the conversation and it sucks um Mm -hmm. but i think that we're also doing a better job of speaking up for ourselves and saying hey we have a damn opinion too yeah absolutely and like i i feel like especially in this day and age like the reason that people get called out so quickly when they're like exclusive um in the star wars fandom is because i think our fandom has been like crafted very carefully to include a lot of different people and like I don't know finding my place was more about like finding my personal identity um and and just like getting to know myself a little better um and it was kind of cool that like Star Wars is always kind of like woven into that um like my you know confidence is very much fueled by the stories of like the women in Star Wars that I read and like the tests of courage and bravery that like we sort of grew up with when you know um so yeah i mean i found my place in the star wars fandom in the podcasting space which is filled with not only like cool people who are podcasting but really awesome folks who just like listen to podcasts and they like hit us up after and like share their opinions and it's just nice to be able to like talk physically talk verbally to other star wars fans in this manner um because it's kind of like we're we're speaking to the community and we still have this accessible way of them reaching back to us. Um, And then I guess also I found my, myself in like uh, not just costume uh, creation, but also the creation of like new media within the star Wars space. Like I, beyond looking for Leia, I've gotten to work on like some really cool fan films. Um, One of them ended up being a proposal for between two of my friends. And I like wrote a whole adventure about getting the, like the ring from Tatooine to Comic-Con and, um, and just being able to like, I don't know, like not only find a way to advance my own identity, but to build community in this fandom has been really helpful and like it's just like my safe spot you know my my comfort blanket of a fandom yeah i mean like that for all like i said for all for all of the things that you put up with within the fandom it's like i've still (laughs) uh, it's it's still kind of at the end of the day is like worth it because you're fighting for your spot and finding yourself and i've definitely found myself through there's through Star Wars, I found out the things that I liked. I found out the things that I don't like, and what I could, you know, I can use my voice to say that, you know, and influence others to say, hey, or even influence someone to, you know, step within 
the Star Wars universe. So I think that um, it it means a lot to me um, to be able to share all of this with with new friends and and with my family and especially with my son. Like um, hits sharing. Uh, seeing Finn for the first time with my son was such a special moment. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and seeing, you know, Poe Dameron for the first time, we're like, Oh shit, we're in here. We in here. Like, <laughs> let's go. Um, and it, it's, it's always been kind of cool. I, I, I joke with my dad, I call him bail all the time. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, the, that's, those are the things that make, this thing's the this this universe special um is finding for me and it's finding the people to share it with i get to share it with you i get to share it with our other friends and mutuals and we found each other through this fandom which i think is beautiful um and i i am a firm believer and you can critique the things you love and i've been Mm -hmm. allowed to have the space to critique the thing that i love and that means the world because a lot of a, a lot of properties don't lend that. The mm-hmm. critique means that you've written it off. For all the yeah. critiques that I have of the Star Wars universe, um, it's still I'm not writing it off. Um, for and and even if when I have mm-hmm. to take a break from the universe itself, I still find my way back. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it it means a lot, um, honestly. To to have that and for the world that George Lucas created for all of us to step into it, it, it means a lot to the four or five year old that found those, those VHSs all those years ago. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just been so like, I feel like we are, and I, I don't want to sound like blase when I say this, but I feel like we're kind of the luckiest sorts of fans on the planet. Like there aren't that many, franchises that like continue that have a world so expansive that we can literally have star wars stories until the end of time like uh, the the few franchises i can name like that are you know ongoing like long-form comic franchises or star trek um but it's or lord of the rings um because you know like okay maybe not lord of the rings but <laughs> but i mean but, but hell even lord of the I rings mean, you know, though, maybe, because they're getting yeah. their own series you know yeah like there's always world building to be had because those worlds are purposefully large like you can do the force is not a a, a centralized thing a, a solid object because uh that would that would um keep the story in one place it would like hold it back and so I think that that's like, that's why we're, I feel very lucky that like, you know, I couldn't have dreamed that we would have gotten a new series. I couldn't have dreamed that we would have gotten leads like John Boyega and Oscar Isaac when I was watching like the prequels, you know, like um, seeing Bale was really exciting. And so um, being able to have these stories and these characters who I may not be like the biggest fan of that final movie and like half of certain parts of the second movie but I still have these stories that like mean a lot to me and this galaxy that means a lot to me and these characters who will go on um and whose stories we can pick up at any time like in the future so I it's it's interesting because I never really have to miss my favorite Star Wars characters even when they die (laughs) 
Yeah, I yeah. It, because we're still going to get that content no matter yeah. what. They don't leave. Like this yeah. this Clone Wars is going to end, but we're going to have Ahsoka content till the end of time. Um and I'm fine with that. <laughs> yes, please more always. Um but there's so many characters that have been introduced and so that also allows for the the universe to continue to grow and that mm-hmm. to me is us the uh, why you say it we're the luckiest fans um so i i am very grateful to what star wars has given me i mean it gave me you katrina so that's like that's perfect (laughs) (laughs) it's never gonna end so neither will our friendship it's just amazing yay (laughs) i love that yeah no i'm and i you know i'm like so thankful to have friends like you and laura and jess and like maya and suara and oh my god sc and all of these people that like celebration is not it's not gonna happen this year you guys like like if it happens this year i'm not going um but the fact that i have all these people that i that i genuinely love and care about and can share this amazing thing that i love with is just like i just feel i feel very lucky you know mm-hmm. well um we have a fun 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 uh fan oh. question that oh. came in and so we're gonna play it here in a second and Ooh. then we'll answer that fan question hey y'all this is brianna so my question for you is if you could pick any existing Star Wars character to cast as a Latina in something live action having to do with Star Wars, in other words, a Latina in a live action Star Wars role for longer than five minutes <laughs> um, and not animated, who would you pick? That was long-winded, but... I was thinking about this as it relates to the recent Cassian Andor series um, casting news and how uh, very uh, homogenous, let's say, um, the casting looks and how badly I really want to see a Latina lead um, in the Star Wars universe. Thank you so much and may the fourth be with you. Uh, so today's fan question comes in from Brianna. Hello, Brianna. Um, that's a really good question. I, with an eye on the Cassian series, I would specifically like to see more of his family. Uh, I want to see why he was in um, the the rebels fight since he was a child. I want to see him during the Clone Wars. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's where I want that to fill out. But specifically with a Latinx character um, in, in involved, I would really like to see. Um, a fighter pilot um, story starring Shara Bay in live action. So that's kind of, that's my pick. What about you, Kayla? Um, <laughs> I feel like you know who I'm going to say should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, waiting. Mm. I'm waiting. Okay. So there's this like beautiful, beautiful character and uh, her, her name's Ray Sloan. Um, and yes. I think that it would be fantastic and phenomenal if she was an Afro-Latina. Um, mm-hmm. We can make it work because yes. it, it just will. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is a badass. Um, I love to... And she's, she's a badass in that she's like... <laughs> 
she's not how do I say this and like without getting too hype she's a badass who deserves to be a badass and yes. like even as a villain as the bad guy mm-hmm. I'm fine with her if I'm rooting for you as the bad guy that's that's saying a lot about your damn character and Ray Sloan mm-hmm. is um amazing and she oh, yes yes um, yeah, I, I, I would love to see Ray Sloan in some sort of capacity, and if we could have her be Afro Latinx, that would be just, just mwah, chef kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's just there's so many opportunities for that to happen with these next few shows, and like I feel like every time we have something going on during the Rise of the Empire era, and Ray Sloan isn't involved, we've missed something. Um, so I fully support this. I would love to see an Afro-Latina race Sloan. Um, and I would just like to see just more of her in general. She's one of those new characters who has been in like almost every piece of media except for this one. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's, she's just so good. So like, yeah, like she's also, um, just like a little backstory. She's born 19 years prior to the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's not a wealthy kid, but she's just smart. She's smart. She's made her way, yeah. um, and climbed up the Empire's Naval Academy in the ranks. And she's just, like I said, she's so smart. She's very cunning and she, um, was a huge asset to them, mm-hmm. um, and what in the way that she thought and 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 went about moving within um, the empire. So yeah, I believe she was a yeah. cadet when she uncovered a, a like a whole full fledged plan to like assassinate the empire emperor and the person. Not to be like, hey, it's so cool that you should get you get commendations from the bad guys, but the person who like recognized her work was Darth Vader. Um, so yeah, she is she has put in the legwork to get where she is. Yes, 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 yes. So I I, I highly recommend that Woo! she should be included at some point very soon. Um, honestly, she should be showing up within. Yeah. Uh, Manual yeah, S two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sitting here thinking. I'm trying to keep my like my timeline straight. Yes, yes. she is still yeah. around. She is uh, what like babysitting hawks at this point. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> babysitting hawks. Uh, if you don't know, I just like if you can consume race long content and just learn about you know baby hooks, like just mm-hmm. do that. Um, but yeah, that's that's who I would like to see. So thank you, Brianna, because the question is. Yay. That's a great question. Um, so, yeah, I. It is today that you're listening to this podcast. It's May the fourth, and uh, I. I just hope you enjoy the day, and <laughs> uh, you know, don't don't. En- I, the best advice I can give anyone during May the fourth: do not engage the trolls. Yep. Don't engage the trolls. Just have fun and celebrate what you love. Like. That's what we're all here for. And if I, if we all focus on that, we're going to have a really good time. So, um, you know, like they said, there's events. All I think there's a bunch of live tweets we'll go through and we'll put everything together in the show notes. We tweet the episode tomorrow. 
Um, just so you guys know where to go, we'll put them in successive tweets so you can click and consume as much Star Wars content tomorrow uh, today as possible. Yes. Um, oh, actually, it, with that, I just got an email just now. Uh, breaking news tomorrow uh, or today at uh, 5.30 p.m. PT, 8.30 p.m. ET, our pals over at Nerds of Color will be li- uh, live tweeting the entirety of Looking for Leia, which is a documentary, do- documentary series that I worked on. Um, so yeah, we're going to post that too. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just do that in like, whoa, go listen to that too. (laughs) Yes. So, um, we're going to put all of those in the notes so that you all can see that. Um, if you want to see me and Katrina's beautiful faces and then get to see all of our Star Wars paraphernalia that we have, um, we're going to be on that live stream today. So tune in. Um, it's 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, which is my time. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun and, and exciting. And I I am just, we're going to have such a good time tomorrow. I uh, Oh, today. I am really, mm-hmm. I'm getting everything mixed up. But yes, on May the 4th, we're going to have a phenomenal day. Nothing is going to uh, trample on the fun of May the 4th. Mm-hmm. Yay! Likewise. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm very excited for, for today. So I hope you guys are having a wonderful uh, May the Force so far. So thanks so much for uh, taking time to listen to our show. Make sure you stay home. Stay safe. If you can, stay home. But, like, please uh, be considerate of the other people around you. Um, keep socially distant. Um, and, yeah, you know, have, have a great May the Force. <laughs> I think it's perfect. With us. Yes. Yes. Stay with us all day. Inside. May the 4th, inside. Have fun. Just, you know, (laughs) wash your hands. Wash your hands, people. Wash your hands. Please do. Uh, (laughs) And that's our May the 4th episode. Like, Katrina, we're almost under an hour. Like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. How do we do that? We contained it. Oh, oh, oh no. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You ready? Let's go. Let's see. Mm, okay. Where can you find us? You can find me because my account is still suspended. It's mm. at Maria double underscore Hisella. And then on Instagram, and it's one underscore Maria Hisella. There's an extra E in Hisella. Don't forget the E. Katrina, where can they find you? You can find me anywhere on the internet if you would like to search for O-H-C-A-T-R-I-N-A-O, Katrina. Um, uh, you will find all the stuff and the things that I am doing today, tomorrow, and the next day. Ah, we did it. <laughs> we oh, did it. Right. We did it. It's an hour. All right. We love you guys. Stay safe and happy May the 4th. Happy May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Peace out. Love, Lisa. Love,